I'm sorry you lost your friend. And I don't think red is the right color. Wait a minute, haven't I seen you before? I know your face. Get out, or shall I call my servant? You're Norma Desmond. Used to be in silent pictures, used to be big. I am big. It's the pictures that got small. Hello and welcome to Cinema Chat. This is the podcast where we talk about the movies and the people that made them. And I am your humble host, David Heath. And you may have surmised by the recording that you just heard that today's podcast will be about the 1950 film Sunset Boulevard, directed by Billy Wilder. And it this is a, first of all, let me just say that Sunset Boulevard has a very clever title, if you think about it, considering the storyline. Very clever. Just like the entire script. Um, it's a clever film overall, as are most Billy Wilder films. Now, this is a film noir, uh, and not really in the same vein that the previous noir film uh, has had been uh, that Billy Wilder had directed Double Indemnity it has its own type of flair and there's a little bit of little bit of comedy in there too uh, and it's just a little bit of a little bit of a different kind of noir uh, but uh, it stars William Holden uh, stars as uh, Joe Gillis um, and uh, he is a, a man that kind of gets trapped inside uh, uh, Norma Desmond's house, and Norma Desmond is played by Gloria Swanson, uh, the great Gloria Swanson, shall I say. Uh, William Holden is a narrator uh, in the film, too, and which uh, Noir often has the main character narrating the film, just like in Double Indemnity. Uh, but Holden plays a screenwriter, and and this is the only thing that's a little sketchy about the movie, really, to be honest with you. It's the only weak thing to the movie, in my opinion, uh, is that he plays a screenwriter, and he just so happens to have a, a flat tire in front of Norma Desmond's house. Uh, and Norma Desmond, the silent screen star who just so happened to be working on a really important script, at least it was important to her, but... You know, you hear that line, you used to be big. And, you know, of course, her response is, I am big. It's the pictures that got small. I don't do a very good Norman Desmond impression, do I? That's okay. Uh, but Joe ends up, you know, stuck staying with with Norman Desmond. See, his he's down in his luck. Uh, he is, his car's about to be repoed. Um, he owes money to... Uh, his landlord, and he's got real issues. Uh, and he needs a place to stay anyway. Uh, but this isn't exactly what he bargained for. Uh, because Norma Desmond's house, uh, her lifestyle is extraordinarily creepy. She's very rich. She's got a lot of money. At least we're led to believe she's got a lot of money. But, uh, you know, the, the, the house is unkempt. Um, there's, it's messy and really kind of cruddy and creepy. The, the pool is empty except for 
you know, dirt <laughs> and and crap. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's uh, it's an interesting situation for him to walk into. Um, and uh, Eric Van von Stroheim plays Max, who is Norma Desmond's <laughs> always very serious butler. Uh, let's see, uh, Buster Keaton shows up in the film uh, as uh, some some comic relief, and it's always fun to see Buster Keaton, that's for sure. Uh, there are a lot of cameos, in fact, uh, but uh, one uh, by uh, Hedda Hopper, uh, who comes in the film. Hedda Hopper was the gossip columnist uh, at the time, the most famous gossip columnist probably ever that lived. And she uh, she doesn't disappoint uh, as in a role as herself here. Um, and also Cecil B. DeMille, uh, the great producer and director, um, uh, shows up and plays a role in the film and plays it mighty well, I might add. He does play himself, uh, but he plays a very sympathetic character. Um, he sees Norma Desmond... Um, you know, as a 50-year-old woman and, and wondering what is going on there. And, and he doesn't really want to turn her script down, and but he said it's terrible uh, behind her back. And by the way, Norma Desmond does play someone who's 50. Um, and there's a part in the film where <clears throat> William Holden tells her, you know, it, it's okay to be 50, as long as you're not trying to be 25. A very poignant part of the film. Well, in the beginning of the film, uh, we see Norma Desmond, again played by Gloria Swanson. Uh, uh, she does everything she can to make uh, Joe, uh, played by William Holden, uh, very uncomfortable. And she says lots of weird things, makes strange faces, and in general is just a creepy lady. I mean, she's still a, a very attractive woman, uh, but she behaves in a, in a very creepy fashion. Uh, lots of meta humor in this in this film. Uh, Hollywood, uh, Billy Wilder kind of poking fun of Hollywood and yet at the same time paying homage to Hollywood. It's kind of amazing how he's able to <laughs> thread the needle and be able to, to just kind of honor Hollywood, but at the same time slap it around. It's it's hilarious. There's lots of mentions of legit movie stars in this too, and it's really kind of a treat if you like meta humor um, and and you know meta uh, scripts. You'll like this movie. Nancy Olson uh, plays a romantic interest for Joe Gillis. Uh, this is uh, one of four films that she co-starred with Holden. Uh, Nancy Olson, you might remember we talked uh, recently about her uh, when and her role in The Absent-Minded Professor, Son of Flubber, and Pollyanna. And Nancy Olson's the only person in this film uh, that is a main character anyway that is still with us. And she turns 93 um, in July. Uh, Jack Webb uh, shows up in the film. A very young-looking Jack Webb uh, plays uh, Artie Green. Uh, 
uh, Jack Webb being, uh, in other words, uh, in, in otherwise known as Joe Friday in Dragnet. Uh, but uh, uh, Jack Webb uh, died in 1982, and he was 62. Uh, Fred Clark plays uh, Sheldrake, uh, and a studio exec. And it's the funny thing is, is that's a nod, uh, or not a nod, but the apartment. Uh, Ten years later, Billy Wilder's Academy Award-winning film. Um, it nods at this character because uh, Fred McMurray plays a villain named Sheldrake, and Fred Clark plays a guy named Sheldrake in this. Uh, movie. It's just kind of funny that he does that. Uh, Fred Clark, character actor, um, has 108 credits to his name and started in quite a few noir films. Uh, Eric von Stroheim, um, interestingly enough, uh, was a director. He directed 12 films and he also directed Gloria Swanson. And in the film, she he plays somebody that directed Gloria Swanson or that directed Norma Desmond, so uh, there's some meta there too. Uh, uh, Twelve director credits and seventy four acting credits for Eric von Stroheim. Uh, supposedly, Eric von Stroheim as a director was uh, vicious. Uh, supposedly, he uh, did a lot of takes and made uh, people made actors cry. Um, and he did not make Gloria Swanson happy, supposedly, when they did a film together. But here they are performing together. And and and, and, and just like in real life, where he directed her in one of her early films, he directed Gloria Swanson in in her early in an early film in one of her early films too. It's interesting how that works. Um, William Holden uh, our sort of main character, I suppose he is really the protagonist of the film and, and um, you know, receives top billing in the movie. Uh, ten years, uh, Gloria Swanson's junior. Uh, the, the Billy Wilder desperately wanted somebody younger for this part uh, because Norma Desmond uh, does flirt uh, with William Holden's character quite a bit in the movie. And, um, you know, we see her coming on to him more than once. Uh, but this is a big role for William Holden. Um, he was a, a young actor at the time. Um, he um, would go on to pretty much own the 50s. He made, uh, he made uh, Born Yesterday, Satellite 17, Executive Suite, Sabrina, uh, Love is a Many Splendored Thing, The Bridge on the River Kwai. All really big movies in the 50s. His career stumbled in the 60s a little bit, and it also included, um, a the 60s also included 1966. He had an accident when he was uh, driving while drunk, and uh, that caused probably his career to stumble a little bit. Uh, certainly his, his life was turning a wrong corner at the time. Uh, he would come back in the 70s, and star in the movie Network, um, and also in the Towering Inferno. Really great roles for him, and uh, and you know, and there uh, toward the toward the end of his life, he he died in nineteen eighty one after a nasty fall. Uh, 
in his house. Um, he, um, I believe he hit his, he, he, he hit his head on his nightstand by his bed and bled to death. And so it's kind of a freak accident. Um, but he was drunk when it happened. So um, William Holden had some uh, drinking issues, unfortunately. Uh, but, uh, but Gloria Swanson, uh, one of the biggest movie stars uh, that ever lived, uh, plays Norma Desmond. Um, and she puts in a perfect performance. And, you know, she's sometimes mysterious, uh, sometimes scary. Uh, she was 51 years old when the film came out. Uh, she played a very sad soul that desperately was afraid of being insignificant. And in some ways, she had total awareness of who she was. She knew that she was a movie star and that she was humongous. And But at the same time, she knew that her star had faded and wondered what her true role in life was at this point and very interesting character study. And the, the film as the, as, as it progresses, um, you see her character somewhat devolve and I'm not going to give away spoilers on this particular episode. Uh, I, I'd like you to watch the film. If you haven't seen it, uh, then you'll, you'll find out and, and you'll, you're in for a tree, but, Gloria Swanson had a 60-year career from 1914 to 1974. Um, incidentally, uh, wanted to say that she did a uh, spot-on Charlie Chaplin uh, imitation in this movie. Uh, she puts on the mustache and the, the funny hat and, the, and the, grabs the cane. And she does Charlie really well. It's pretty, it's pretty fun. Um, Mabel Norman is mentioned in the film, too. And so that's pretty great. You know, we've talked about Mabel Norman a few times on this podcast and, and we, we do, we do love Mabel. Uh, but, uh, as far as Gloria Swanson is concerned, um, uh, she had, uh, a huge silent career and then she went on to make some pre-code films in the thirties and had some success, uh, not as much as that she did in the silence, but she had some success. Um, and then her career sort of faded a little bit. Um, and, and then this was a kind of a big comeback for her in 1950. And, you know, a lot of people would, well, I would say most people would say this is her biggest role, despite being a huge star in the silent era. This was a huge role for her. Um, and, uh, let's see, she also, uh, it's important to note that she plays somebody who's reclusive. Um, and we've talked about silent stars on this on this podcast that became reclusive later in life, uh, like Clara Bow. Uh, Clara Bow didn't didn't ingratiate herself to the uh, to her neighbors. She kind of sat. Um, the most that her neighbors knew about her is that she sometimes would sit outside, um, just looking around and smoking a cigarette, and that's what people knew about Clara Bow. That were her neighbors. They didn't even know she was a a, a movie star. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's interesting to know there are there are quite a few silent film stars that kind of went into uh, reclusive uh, 
lifestyle after their film career. You know, maybe fame is just really hard to deal with. Uh, but but Gloria Swanson would go on to appear in um, a bunch of TV shows in the 60s. And she appeared in the film Airport 1975. That was her last appearance in pretty much anything. Uh, but she plays herself in that film in um, Airport uh, Airport uh, 75. And, or 1975, and she, she died in 1983, um, and she was, um, uh, she, she was born 1899, and so, yeah, she lived a full life, uh, but Billy Wilder, <laughs> his, I think Billy Wilder comes out of this film as the real star, as great as William Holden was in the movie, as great as Gloria Swanson was in her role, Billy Wilder comes out looking like the great director that he really was. Um, coming off of a really big success uh, from Double Indemnity uh, and uh, the the Lost Weekend, um, he he puts in this real gem, this masterpiece of a film, you know. But then what we what we didn't know is he would turn in other masterpieces, like Some Like It Hot and The Apartment. Uh, don't forget Witness for the Prosecution. Um, just really, what a, you know, what a great film correct, director he was. And, you know, if you think that I, if you listen to all my episodes, you're going to hear Billy Wilder's name lots of times. Nearly every week, <laughs> to be honest. I probably think about Billy Wilder's films uh, and connect it with whatever podcast subject I have. Because Billy Wilder was great. He was able to, you know, you look at the list of, you know, you've got the fortune cookie and the apartment and double indemnity, some like it hot. Uh, just uh, the, the Lost Weekend. Uh, this, this movie uh, kind of encompasses quite a little, quite a bit of all of those films. This film is a true masterpiece. It has uh, some comedy. It has the. It's it's a noir film, but it has some high drama. It has a little bit of uh, freakishness to it and scariness and and is that a word? But anyway, it's a it, it's a fun film, and we we're able to see these you know really great cam cameos and have all this terrific meta humor uh, in the film, but it be still serious and dark at its core and it's great and one of the things that billy wilder did uh was that uh through his uh writing partners um he didn't let a single line uh be uh, trash or be unimportant um he capitalized on every line and almost every every scene had an underlying uh, uh under underlying subject to it and when you think of the like like i mentioned at the beginning of the podcast when we talk about the the name of the film sunset boulevard just let it sink in and tell me why why you think that that is an apropos name uh for a film uh with of, of this nature uh about norma desmond who once was a great film star she lives on Sunset Boulevard. Think about it for a minute. 
Uh, Billy Wilder was a huge influencer on so many uh, future filmmakers. Uh, pretty much, if you directed a comedy, if you directed a drama, you were probably affected by Billy Wilder. That pretty much encompasses all of the good film directors that there are out there. Um, he was able to uh, maneuver his way through the Hayes Code era. And this is the one thing about Billy Wilder that is amazing. When you watch this movie, you don't see other film directors getting away with stunts like that like Billy Wilder does. He has these creepy moments and and sometimes uh, uh, sexual moments that uh, really shouldn't have been allowed, but somehow he gets away with it. He would blow the barn doors down uh, 10 years later with, with Some Like It Hot in the apartment. Uh, but for Sunset Boulevard, still very racy. And, uh, and you know, it, it, it definitely... Um, <laughs> definitely doesn't look like a pre-code film because it's a really clean uh, black and white print, but but <laughs> it it has the feel of it at some points, and it's kind of amazing what Billy Wilder was able to get away with. Uh, but uh, we lost Billy Wilder in two thousand two, um, and he was uh, ninety five years old. One thing to note, uh, be before we close out the show is Billy Wilder worked with Charles Brackett in this film, and he and Brackett was a collaborator uh, for um, many of Wilder's earlier films. And uh, they had parted ways after this film. They did it amicably, but uh, evidently there was a, quite a bit of arguing about this and arguing about that. Uh, but I, I suppose being perfectionists, that's what's going to happen. He would eventually go on to use um, IAL Diamond as uh, his uh, collaborator, uh, his writing collaborator. And uh, so IAL Diamond is uh, responsible for a lot of the, the dialogue from uh, the apartment and from from uh, uh, Some Like It Hot and The Fortune Cookie and uh, his movies all the way up till his last film, uh, Buddy Buddy, in 1981. Uh, but uh, uh, I.L. Diamond uh, uh, was a great writer. Uh, but let's uh, let's take a second to uh, honor Charles Braggett, uh because he he and Billy Wilder did uh, also did a bang up uh, bang up job and just wonderful uh, wonderful writing. Uh, the uh, you know everything about this movie's right. Uh, the uh, the the lighting and the camera work, the uh, the uh, the dialogue, um, the uh, the acting, the people in the film. They had the the right looks on their faces. Uh, they delivered their lines uh, perfectly, and um, there's enough in this movie for everybody to enjoy, uh, but. If you have not seen it, you definitely go definitely see it. Um, if you have seen it, now will be the time for a rewatch. Uh, but I've given away no spoilers from this film that was 70 years old, just in case you haven't seen it yet. 
71-year-old film now. But in any case, uh, well, you've been listening to Cinema Chat with David Heath. And, uh, oh, my name is David Heath, by the way. And uh, we talk about the movies and the people that made them in this podcast. And I am going to recommend today, watch the great movie Sunset Boulevard and do it today. Sometimes there'd be a little bridge game in the house at a twentieth of a cent a point. I'd get half of her winnings. Once they ran up to 70 cents, which was about the only cash money I ever got. The others around the table would be actor friends. Dim figures you may still remember from the silent days. I used to think of them as her waxworks. One diamond. One heart. Spade? Pass. Three no trump. Pass. Pass. Empty the ashtray, will you, Joe, dear? 